What the fuck? Mom, Dad, Becca, you might want to get out of here. Ain't nobody going nowhere. Your family owes my family money. I have no idea who the hell you people are, but we are not in a position to repay anybody's losses. Okay. Listen, man. <laughs> You're not in a fucking position to not be in a position. Let's fucking handle this later. Relax a little, man. Look, everybody calm the fuck down. You don't have the money. These paintings right here damn sure don't look fake. Fucking nice ass house. Hey, take this out, ma. This one got your name on it. Monet. Yeah, right there. <laughs> Put this shit up in the dining room. Hey. Let me get that watch, Snowflake. Oh, dude, it's a family heirloom. Oh, my God! All right. All right. Appreciate it. Make sure I let the nigga at the pawn shop know that. Hey, what is shit? It's just a down payment. We'll be back all this shit. Yo, 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 what up, what up, what up, what up? It's your motherfucking boy, King Known Uncensored. You know I can't stay gone for too long. I gotta come right back at you with another one, and another one, and another one. Yo, man, we gonna call this episode, What Should Every Team Do During the Offseason? What should every NBA team do this offseason? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, Kenny. This is going to be fucking interesting. i tell you what. But let's get to the EBT performances I didn't see. That I got a chance to see. Because I told y'all. I was not going to watch the whole ceremony. Because they did not deserve a ver on my TV. Now, they get a little YouTube view. little YouTube view. Only like 0.1 cents or some shit like that. Because I'm sure BET's definitely monetized easily. T.I. and Master P had a performance together. That was cool. Especially T.I. I I mean, T.I.'s a great performer. I got to see T.I. live before, so... Yeah. Master P, mid. I saw Jeezy's performance. That was cool. Then we got a whole snap era tribute during the BT awards I'm like 
got snapped but no crunk. I mean, the Dougie guy came out, one of those dudes, I guess, in the group. Then the 69 boys came out and did Tootsie Roll. That was that was dope. That was cool. Um, whoop, there it is. You know what I'm saying? That was all right. Mid as fuck. Um, swag surfing. That was fire. I mean, that's that's great. You know, that song is still relevant after all these years. Crazy. They they had my the the dudes that did the stanky leg. That was hot. Boy, DJ Unk from the dead. Happy to see he's still alive. Um, we had uh, who else was out there? Soldier Boy doing the Soldier Boy dance to crank that. Um, somebody else that did something cool. I just forgot. Well, fuck it. They needed. They. I ain't see a crunk tribute. Maybe I missed it. Maybe it'll come out later. Who knows? But that's all I really wanted to talk about to get the rest of the uh, EBT awards performances that I just recently seen out of the fucking way. Now, the Blazers discussed a Scoot Henderson for Paul George swap. Whoa. That's very interesting. A Damon-Paul George combination would be great, but it still wouldn't be enough to contend for a championship. So it's not worth taking upon an older player with a big-ass payday attached to it. You, you might as well roll with the cheaper young gun where you can still sign people. You know, the Blazers are in a good spot right now where they can still sign free agents. The only contracts that's hogging up space is really Dame and Simons. I mean, Nurkic is making about just over 10 mil, but y'all could move that contract and y'all could go ahead and sign multiple free agents, which we'll discuss later. I just wanted to bring up. Wow. Hella ballsy by the Clippers. Which we'll talk about a little bit later. Dante DiVincenzo is not picking up his $4.7 million player option with the Warriors and will enter unrestricted free agent. According to ESPN, there has been noise among league personnel about Dante DiVincenzo joining former Villanova teammates Josh Hart and Jalen Brunson and New York. That would be cool because they won a national title together. You know, they beat Jordan Poole in Michigan in the NCAA tournament. DiVincenzo was going nuts in that game. I remember watching that game at a bar. But um, that would be cool. New York definitely needs the help. You know, they were in the second round of the playoffs where they lost in six. They went pretty further, way further than I thought that they would go. That would be a good look. The Houston Rockets are heavily linked to Fred Van Bleet and Dylan Brooks. I knew that they were going to throw some money out there. Dylan Brooks wants $14 million a year, and Houston is the perfect roster to do so. The Rockets need experienced veteran players. 
I'm not going to say that Dylan Brooks is a leader, but Dylan Brooks can add an identity and some tenacity to that roster and a little bit of toughness as well. I mean, Brooks did not have, you know, he had his worst offensive season of his career, but we've seen him get buckets. So maybe he could bounce back in Houston where he'll have more opportunity to get shots, especially when you have Jalen Green and then you drafted Amin Thompson and you pick up Cam Whitmore, Alperin Shingun, I mean, he'd be the perfect guy to uh, come on to the roster. Pause that. Super pause. <laughs> but um, they off. do you know what they offered Fred Van Vliet, y'all? They offered Fred Van Vliet in Houston a two-year, $80 million deal. That's the deal that's out there that's circulating. That's the rumor deal. Fred Van Vliet, take the money. Count the money. Count the money, dog. Count the money. Come on, man. What the fuck is he waiting for? What are you waiting for? Sign that shit. I mean, I know Houston sucks. I know they stink. But a quick two years... And then you could go to a championship team right after and, and cherry pick for a ring. But here's the thing, though. You know what's crazy? If Van Vliet joined a team that's stacked, he wouldn't face any criticism for joining a stacked team. Because he was the sixth man on a championship team. So he's not a superstar. He's a former all-star. But he's not a superstar. So go ahead. Make your money. And then jump on a championship roster. It's very easy. Now, the Clippers have made Norman Powell available for a trade. What? Why would you do that? Norman Powell has been solid for the Clippers. But maybe Norman Powell wants to start. I wouldn't rule out a Toronto Raptors reunion with Norman Powell. I mean, there's so many places. Like, he could go to any NBA roster and make that team better. I'm not saying he's a franchise player. I'm saying this is a guy that can play defense and get buckets. He's a bucket getter. That's his job. He's a, he's a scorer. I think any team could use Norman Powell's services. I'd love to have them on my Pistons or the Pelicans. Woohoo! Crazy, right? So the Lakers have extended qualifying offers to Rui Hashimura and Austin Reeves. As a result of the qualifying offers, Rui Hashimura and Austin Reeves have become free agents. Restricted free agents. I mean, they're restricted. It is what it is. And the Lakers can match any offer for them. Uh, this is a very interesting call here. What do you do? I mean, more on Austin Reeves' status later on. But if I'm the Lakers as far as um, Rui Hashimura is concerned, you drafted Maxwell Lewis. This is a guy that could easily replace Rui Hashimura, who is younger. 
But, yeah, man, I mean, Lakers, you know, you can't afford to keep Reeves and Hashimura. One of those two guys have to go. But more on that later, as I've said. Taylor Horton Tucker has exercised his $11 million player option with the Jazz. I mean, why not? Horton Tucker had some good games with Utah last season. Utah's going to be the most underrated team of next year. I mean, they had a hot start last year. And now Utah, through the draft, has added all these pieces. But as I've been saying the whole show, more on that later. Los Angeles Lakers plan to exercise the $4.7 million team option for Jarrett Vanderbilt for the 2023-2024 NBA season. Vanderbilt will be eligible for a contract extension worth up to four years and $71 million. Wow. I mean, Jarrett Vanderbilt is a very unique basketball player, in my opinion. I think that he has what it takes to be one of the better defensive players in the game. And a great lob threat. He just got to work on his jump shot because a lot of teams don't respect his jump shot. So I think that uh, Vanderbilt could be a huge asset to the Los Angeles Lakers, especially next season. And you only he, he only hits your cap with five million. That's not bad. Oh, man. In the stupidest move, one of the stupidest moves of the offseason by an NBA player. Nikola Vucevic returns to the Bulls on a three-year, $60 million extension. Tell me when to go. Tell me when to go. Tell me when to go. Dumb, 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 dumb. Nikola Vucevic is dumb. No disrespect to him, but why would you go back to the Chicago Bulls? You've seen the ill-fated disaster the last two seasons. If Nikola Vucevic was really smart, he would have reunited with the Orlando Magic. That's what he should have done. He should have went back to the Orlando Magic. You see the youth movement they got going on there. You became a household name in Orlando. They get Paolo. They get uh, Markel Fultz. They get Bobo. You, they, they, they get, you know what I'm saying? If they draft Anthony Black, I mean, it would only make sense for him to go back there. And he decided to go back to Chicago to where possibly, you know, Levine and DeRozan could be broken up, which we'll get to later, of course, as I've been saying. But why would you, why the fuck would you do that? Now, I mean, yeah, you got paid. That's Kurt. But don't you want to win? Don't you want a championship? I guess not. In the great words of Ja Rule. Now, the collective bargain agreement has officially been signed through the 2029-2030 season. So, yay, no lockout. I have no thoughts on this other than I'm surprised they made it happen. Because you know how spoiled and bougie these players are. You know, if something that, that doesn't go their way, they be bitching. But maybe there are mature guys that's on the Players Association this time around. Maybe the guys in the Players Association are a bit more mature than expected. 
But let's get to the main topic at hand. What should every NBA team do during the offseason? Let's start with the Atlanta Hawks. I mean, it's plain and simple. Sign free agents. I mean, there are plenty of free agents out there that uh, are considered role players that could actually help them. I mean, Harrison Barnes could help if he came off the bench. I would like that choice. Can you imagine? Wow. I'm looking at the list of free agents right now. Hey, Torrey Craig could help the Hawks. So can Seth Curry. Dwayne Dedman, that would be a solid piece for them. I mean, there are a lot of guys out here. Punk-ass Blake Griffin can help them. Um, Let's see. Jackson Hayes, is he unrestricted or restricted? Yeah, he's restricted. I mean, the Hawks finally got rid of uh, John Collins, right? I mean, Cam Johnson? Ooh, my God. A nigga like Cam Johnson could definitely elevate that Hawks team. Kyle Kuzma, I don't think he would want to come off the bench, though. I mean, Chris Middleton? Hmm. That wouldn't be a bad idea for the A. Wow, Yaka Pirtle's a unrestricted didn't know that Derrick Rose that would be a look that'd be a good look for the A a guy like Derrick Rose could help for sure to go alongside Bufkin off the bench but yeah man it's, it's as simple as that sign free agents Boston Boston Celtics I mean, hey, Derrick Rose could help Boston as well. But, yes, you need to upgrade your role players and sign a point guard. That's what the Celtics need to do. I mean, the current role players that they have haven't resulted in an NBA title. So what you have to do in this particular situation is to sign and upgrade role players through trade or signing. I mean, the current point guards they have are Derek White and Malcolm Brogdon. And more than likely, I think White's going to start, for sure. You got KP, you got uh, Brown and Tatum, Robert Williams. That's probably going to be the starting five right there. We don't know if Grant Williams and Al Horford are going to come back next season. I think they are. That's just me. But this is what the Boston Celtics really should do. The Boston Celtics should should reunite with Rajon Rondo. I know niggas is like, oh, he's, he's old, he's old. But his old ass 
got two rings and he could he could serve in a leadership role I like for the Celtics to reunite with Rajon Rondo he could provide some crucial minutes just like he did in 2020 for the Los Angeles Lakers they gotta think about that now the Brooklyn Nets what the Brooklyn Nets should do is land a superstar or a star well it seems like all the disgruntled superstars are off the table the only person that even that person is a long shot that they could possibly get is Damian Lillard and then you probably have to wait might possibly have to wait another year or two to get Dane. Now, a person that Brooklyn can acquire is either a DeMar DeRozan or a Zach Levine. Or maybe a, a, a severe long shot re-signing James Harden back to the fold. But if I were a betting man, if I'm Brooklyn, I'm going after DeMar DeRozan or Zach Levine. That's just me. Because the Brooklyn Nets, as they're currently constructed, they have the pieces for a championship team. I mean, you got uh, Macau Bridges, who is capable of being a 20-point scorer. Got Spencer Dinwiddie, who is capable of being a 20-point scorer. They just need a person with a name. And a name like DeRozan and Levine could propel this team to a, back to the playoffs. Then you have Dorian Finney-Smith, you got Noah Clowney, you got Nicholas Claxton, you got um, Dariq Whitehead, you got um, Royce O'Neal. You got the pieces and the core to get an NBA championship. You do. And you got hungry ownership. So that's what Brooklyn needs to do. They don't need to sign any free agents. Their team is damn near complete. They just need to make a move to go grab DeRozan or Levine. Charlotte Hornets. Charlotte needs to continue to build the team through the draft. Because the only free agent you really have a chance at landing is Seth Curry. That's the only person that has expressed interest in going to Charlotte. Everybody else, they don't want to go there. And I truly believe that they need to move that Gordon Hayward contract. They seem to be committed to LaMelo Ball. They seem to be committed to Terry Rozier. They seem to be committed to Kelly Oubre, I think. Miles Bridges allegedly is coming back. Allegedly. You got Mark Williams. I mean, the current lineup as it stands is possibly, maybe, going to be LaMelo Ball, Terry Rozier, Gordon Hayward, um, Brandon Miller, and Mark Williams. I don't believe that Miles Bridges is going to start 
I think they're going to bring him off of the bench. But Charlotte has a solid team on paper. But more than likely, due to the injury histories of everybody, especially last year, it's looking like they might be a top 10 pick at 10 next year. Chicago Bulls. This is very simple. A set, very, it's so simple a caveman could do it. Break up Levine and DeRozan. Rebuild the team and fire Billy Donovan. Those are not hard tasks. I don't know what makes... I don't know what who the fuck is running the Chicago Bulls, but they might need to be fired too. I don't know who the fuck's running that team, but they not running shit. They're running it like shit. Shit in a porta potty. Like they complete dog doo-doo. Dog food. You know what I'm saying? And breaking up Levine and DeRozan, you can get so many role players, so many assets, so many picks for both guys. I don't see what the problem is with that. The Chicago Bulls are a storied franchise with six championships. You understand? And they're still within the shadow of Michael Jordan after all these years. And the show and the shadow of Jerry Krause. And that's a very unfortunate situation. But in order for Chicago to shake that shit, you gotta trade Levine and DeRozan to get some assets for them. Cleveland Cavaliers, again, it's 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 actually very simple. I mean, they have the core roster, but they bitched up in the playoffs. They bitched up and, and and highly disappointed. Me, and I'm pretty sure they disappointed the Cavaliers fans. I mean, they were looking like a championship caliber team during the regular season. But, in the great words of Common, they exposed the bitch in you. The Knicks exposed the bitch in you during the playoffs. Cavaliers have to bounce back, especially Jared Allen and Evan Mobley. Like, they played like complete garbage last year. And Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland were no better. But they need to sign a backup point guard and a backup center. Cough Derrick Rose. I mean, there are plenty of backup centers out there. I mean, shit, Yaka Pirtle would be a good pickup for them. Hell of a pickup. Dallas Mavericks, the only thing that they need to be concerned with is re-signing Kyrie Irving. And I heard that they made a $278 million offer for Kyrie. $278 million offer. I mean, I asked this question on one of my previous shows, man, and and it, and, it, and, it, and it read, do you want the money or do you want the championship? Choose wisely. I mean, to be honest with you, if Luka and Kyrie can get some sort of chemistry, you can get both. I mean, the Dallas Mavericks had one of the better 
NBA drafts this year. I mean, you pick up Derek Lively in the draft, which was a huge move in my opinion. That was like one of my favorite pickups. And then you get Oliver Maxence Prosper. I mean, I think that that pick, those pickups were amazing for Dallas. And all Kyrie has to do is sign the contract. That's all you got to do. Oh, actually, it was $273 million. I apologize about that. Still, still sent $270 million? What you think you kidnapped Chelsea Clinton? I mean, come on. The fuck are you waiting for, Kyrie? Sign the money. Get the money. Count the money. Count the money. The Denver Nuggets, I don't feel like the Denver Nuggets should do anything. And I mean, stand pat would be my call to action for the um, Denver Nuggets. I mean, they're the champs. Everybody got to build their team to beat you. So, I mean, I would say re-sign Bruce Brown, but they drafted a guy like Bruce Brown in the draft just in case Bruce Brown left. I believe his name is Jalen Pickett. Detroit. Okay, the Detroit Pistons. My task for them this offseason is to build the bench and stay healthy next season. I mean, they've already started building up their bench. I mean, they got the coach. Now they have to sign other guys to help this team. Period, point blank. I mean, we already have the makings of a, a decent roster. We just need a couple of more veteran players. I mean, I saw that we uh, re-signed Alec Burks. That was cool. I like Alec Burks. He is like a poor man's Norman Powell. He's a guy that can just get buckets, and that's it. He can play a little bit of defense, too. He's exactly like Norman Powell. So we have to continue to add 6 through 12. We'll see what happens. Golden State Warriors. Um, I still believe that they have to sign a true backup center because it looks like the Warriors are still going to go with that small ball bullshit next year because they they probably planning on having a lineup of Chris Paul, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, and Draymond Green, similar to when they went small ball in 20, uh, I think it was 2017. When they beat the uh, Cavaliers that one year? Or was that 2015? I think they did that shit 2015, 2017 when they went small ball with Iguodala. And it looks like they're going to try to do the same shit with their current starting lineup. Now, they did draft um, Trace Jackson Davis. He's a bit undersized but can play that center, kind of like a Ben Wallace. So, I still think that a Jakob Pertle pickup would complete that Warriors team. And the Warriors could go ahead and make another run to the NBA championship. I never count the Warriors out. 
in no way, shape, or form. Let's move on to Houston. Houston Rockets, it's, it's as simple as sign veteran players. I mean, for them to look at players such as Dylan Brooks and Fred Van Vliet is a step within the right direction. This team is young and reckless. They need somebody to glue them together, to glue Jalen Green, Jabari Smith Jr., uh, Alperin Shingu, Kevin Porter Jr., Tari Eason, you know what I'm saying? Amin Thompson. Cam Whitmore. You know what I'm saying? They need veteran guys. And Van Vliet and Brooks could complete the cipher and can make Houston competitive. I'm not saying that they're going to, going to go to the playoffs. I'm going to say that they're going to win more than 20 games. I tell you that much. They could win 32, 33 games. The Indiana Pacers. Simple tasks. Develop the bench. I mean, they did a great job in in drafting players that could come off the Indiana bench already. But there are still guys that are out there that can come in and immediately help the Indiana Pacers. There are plenty of hungry free agents that are ready to go and ready to play. I mean, Indiana's got something going on with Tyrese Halliburton, Jarris Walker, Benedict Matherin, Miles Turner, Buddy Hill. They got something going on with that. They just need to add pieces because, as I said last uh, couple shows ago, this team was a sixth seed at the All-Star break. You know, Tyrese Halliburton just got hurt. The Pacers were one of the more hungrier up-and-coming teams in the game. So all they have to do is develop their bench pieces and upgrade their bench. Los Angeles Clippers, this may be a little bit extreme. I've been saying this, I've been dancing, I've been crip walking, I've been backflipping, doing the fucking stanky leg, I've been fucking... Soldier boy up in this hoe. Watch me crank and watch me roll this whole fucking time with this. And I'm sorry to say this, but break up Kawhi and Paul George. I would get rid of both of them. It's just every time that Kawhi gets into motion and gets to be the top five player that he that he can be, he gets injured. And it's just, you know, as much as I love Kawhi Leonard. He's damaged goods. And I know Clippers fans are fucking tired of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard getting hurt. So why not do away with both of them? I don't know what's the holdup. Seriously. PG is good. Don't get me wrong. Kawhi Leonard is a top five player if healthy. And that's the problem. You could get so many players. You can get so many pieces. You can get four or five players for these two guys. Matter of fact, you can probably get ten players for these guys. In my opinion. But um, you 
can get so much for these guys. You can get some first round picks, second round picks. You can get a whole lot. There are, there is a desperate roster out there. You understand me? There is a desperate fucking roster that will take Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and give you everything. Look at rosters like, like uh, maybe Memphis. Maybe like Milwaukee, Minnesota, New Orleans, New York. San Antonio. That could give you picks of the future for these two guys. You got to use your fucking brain at some point. But the Los Angeles Clippers... Yeah, it might be that time. I mean, the current pieces that you have, I mean, Russell Westbrook is leaning towards re-signing with the Clippers. That's a start. I mean, they tried to write off Russell Westbrook last year and tried to make him into a problem child when he wasn't the fucking problem. And he proved that on the Clippers, that he wasn't the weak link. But however... You got pieces in L.A. I mean, you got Marcus Morris, got Terrence Mann. Norm Powell is, uh, I think they should keep Norman Powell. I don't think they should trade him. That's just me. I mean, you got Avica Zubak. You got Bones Highland. You got Eric Gordon. You got Mason Plumley. Like, this is a squad without Kawhi and Paul. Can you imagine if you trade them and you actually get some good players and some first-round picks in return? Shit. I don't know, y'all. What y'all think, Clippers fans? Let's move on. Los Angeles Lakers, their number one concern is re-signing Austin Reeves. Because I'm going to tell you something. As much of a super team as the Lakers try to put around old-ass LeBron and not-needed Anthony Davis, they're not going to be able to add another superstar to that roster. They're going to have to roll with what they currently have. And what they currently have is not that bad. I mean, they got to the... uh, conference finals last year even though they cheated they still got there with that squad but you know ultimately what I would do if I was the GM of the Lakers is I would see how they look the first half of the season if I don't like what I see LeBron or or Anthony Davis is going to get traded and I would lean towards LeBron because he's old it's just plain and simple. Getting a $45 million contract to fuck off you. And Anthony Davis would be probably easier to build around. Despite Anthony Davis's injury history, I'm going to go with the younger guy. Some would say get rid of both of them. I'd be good with that theory as well. 
get rid of Anthony Davis while you can still get something for him because, you know, that body's going to break down like an old-ass Chevy Caprice. So, I don't know. Like, if I don't like what I see the first half of the season, LeBron or AD or both will be moved. But during the offseason, re-signing Austin Reeves is the number one priority. Matching any offer for Austin Reeves, even if it's significant. Because Austin Reeves can play ball, and he fits well in that Lakers system. I mean, I would keep D'Lo. Of course, I would keep D'Lo. I would keep Jarrett Vanderbilt. Of course, I would keep Jarrett Vanderbilt. Now, everybody else has yet to be unseen. Because I told you that Rui Hashimura might walk and then drafting Jalen Hood Shafino that was big that was a big pickup and a clutch pickup by the Lakers management good draft then getting Max Lewis shit Lakers got a 8-9 man rotation as it currently stands it's unclear whether they're re-signing Malik Beasley Dennis Schroeder, I'm pretty sure he's going to come back. Most certainly. I don't see Schroeder leaving. Wenyan Gabriel, I probably could see a reunion with them and the Lakers. Well, I wouldn't be surprised. So they got a decent rotation. Memphis Grizzlies, upgrade at center. I mean, there's a conflict there. Just simply due to the fact that um, Steven Adams is a good center. But I feel like they could get a better guy. I still feel like the Grizzlies should still chase after Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, some people wouldn't trade for Carl Anthony Towns. And I completely understand that. But Josh still, I mean... You could try to flip Adams and Jackson for him and keep Xavier Tillman. I mean, Jackson, Adams, and a pick for Carl Anthony Towns is not bad. I mean, a lot of y'all would probably call me crazy for doing that because that would disturb the defensive chemistry of the team. I get that. But Carl Anthony Towns, despite what y'all think of him, Still is a walking 23 and 11, whether you like it or not. His job won't be to play defense. They have other guys to do that. I mean, they still would have Brandon Clark, who would probably emerge in that starting lineup. Carl would probably play the five. I mean, a lineup of Job, Bain, Marcus Smart, Cat, and, and, and Clark would be dope. I mean, the current lineup as it stands isn't that bad either. But I'm just saying. Miami Heat. Sign another star 
or superstar. I mean, to be honest with you, there are so many parts that could be traded on that team. I mean, these guys are scared of trading Tyler Hero. They've been scared of trading Tyler Hero all these years. They've had opportunities to get James Harden if they would have just came up off a hero. And they didn't go through with it. If you want a star like Dane, that's the guy that they're going to have to come up off of. But me personally, I would trade all those dudes. Like Gabe Vincent, Max Struess, Victor Oladipo, Omar Yurtsevin, Hayward Highsmith. I would trade all those guys. ASAP. And I would go get a star slash superstar player. I mean, could Carl Anthony Towns be good in Miami? Because when you're gauging the market for star players, you got to look at guys that are tradable. Let me go down the line here to see, like, what guy would be perfect for this Miami Heat team to complete this team. If you want a high-risk, high-reward guy, you'd go get Gordon Hayward. Ain't no guarantee he'd be healthy, but you could get a lot of those boring-ass players up out of Miami that couldn't help you when you needed the help in the NBA Finals. That's if you want something of the lower tier. Um, Let me see. Who else would be a good pickup for them? Or, hell, Kawhi, Paul George, going to Miami? You could take a risk on one of those two guys. It's no guarantee that they'll be healthy. But Miami needs to take a shot at somebody. And Kawhi and Paul George would be up for discussion. Miami could do a sign-in trade with Milwaukee for Chris Middleton. Maybe that could be the guy. Or shoot your shot at Zion. Maybe Miami could take a shot at James Harden. We already said Dame. So, yeah, man, Miami's got a lot of decisions and thoughts to make. Milwaukee Bucks. What should the Milwaukee Bucks do at the trade deadline? Upgrade at second star and let Middleton walk in free agency. Yeah, I said it. Middleton was not worth that 40 million that he was set that he opted out of. Now, whether Middleton opted out of his contract with hopes of Milwaukee signing him for cheaper than what his original contract was is yet to be seen. Milwaukee's another team that should do what Miami should be doing. Take a shot at Kawhi or Paul George. You know what I'm saying? Take a shot at Carl Anthony Towns. Then Brooke Lopez is a free agent too. You have to decide whether you want to part with him or not. 
Because obviously if they re-sign Lopez, they won't get Carl Anthony Town. Oh yeah, I forgot about Pascal Siakam. Siakam for Miami and Milwaukee would be dope as fuck to me. Giannis could go back to small forward. But more than likely, he won't move off of that power forward stand. But we're speaking of guys that have trade value. I mean, could Milwaukee be a dark horse for Kyrie Irving? I highly doubt it because uh, Dallas just threw the goddamn bank at this nigga. That is enough sage to last a lifetime. I don't know. What would you do? Would you trade for uh, Damian Lillard? It's a lot of decisions to make here for the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, you got Portis, who's a free agent. Lopez is a free agent. Middleton's a free agent. Are you going to let all three of those guys walk, or are you going to re-sign all three? All right, say, for example, if they re-sign all three of these guys. That's cool, maintaining the core, but you really can't get anything else that'll move the needle. You'll be in the same place as you were last year. Because if I recall, the Milwaukee Bucks were upset by the Miami Heat. Yet another one seed put down by an eight seed. I don't care about Giannis's health. Giannis was there most of those games when they lost. So I don't want to hear that shit. What if you let all three of them walk? Then now you're in a situation where you're desperate and you got to sign somebody. Could that be where Harden or Kyrie Irving comes into play? I don't know. You tell me. I think Milwaukee should go after Damian Lillard. I'd love to see Dame and Giannis together. Or if you could intercept Russell Westbrook, which I highly doubt. He wants to stay in California. But a Russ and Giannis pairing would be dope to see. I would love to see it. All right, let's move on to Minnesota. The Minnesota Timberwolves. Carl Anthony Towns has to be more aggressive or be traded. I would wait until the first half of the season. If Carl Anthony Towns isn't aggressive, I'd trade his ass immediately. And then Anthony Edwards needs to take charge and let this motherfucker cat know, this is my team. This is Anthony Edwards' team now. I'm the captain now. Other than that, I mean... Getting assets for Carl Anthony Towns would be the only move that I would make right now if I was the Minnesota Timberwolves. Because free agency, they just re-signed Nas Reed. That was a good re-signing, in my opinion. But I feel like they need to get more role players. There are plenty of guys out there that could fill out that 6 through 12 on Minnesota's bench. New Orleans Pelicans. Let's move on to them. The Pelicans 
I mean, it's, it's plain and simple. Trade Zion Williamson for a second star to go alongside Ingram. I mean, there are plenty of suitors for Zion. I mean, you could trade him for a pick to get that $200 million contract off your asses. But more than likely, if they couldn't trade Zion before the draft, it's less than likely that somebody's going to take a risk and go get him, unless you are the Los Angeles Clippers. Trade injured nigga for injured nigga. Get put Paul George alongside Brandon Ingram. You know what I'm saying? You know, people have been telling me Zion for 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 uh Randall. That would be dumb. I wouldn't do that shit. That's just me personally. I mean, could they afford a Harden or a Kyrie Irving? Don't know. Could they reunite Dame and CJ by offering up Williamson in multiple picks? Or could they do a three-team trade with OKC? OKC got the Infinity Stones. They got the most draft picks. And they have the most leverage for any roster that needs a third team. Got to think about that. But that would be my only task for New Orleans is to replace Zion Williamson. Because this dude don't fuck with his teammates. And he's just been an all-out liability. Like, this motherfucker is posting again. He's doing the Ben Simmons again. Doing all these 360 fucking dunks. I'm like, nigga, fuck you. Play. That's all we... That's all I ask of you, motherfucker. Play, nigga. Play. The fuck is holding you up? You're doing all these curt ass between the legs dunks, but you eating fucking beef sandwiches, nigga. Sloppy Joes and shit. Again, Zion put down the crawfish. Zion put down the Popeyes. Zion put down the goddamn two liter pops. Get your ass out there and earn your fucking money. You're disappointing me, son. You're letting me down. I love you, Zion. I really do. I love Zion Williamson. I love his potential. Like Stephen A said, I actually agree with Stephen A on something. You 27 and 6. You left the homies on stuck last year. You were cleared to play basketball. Oh, I'm not mentally ready. Boy, if you don't put down that goddamn chocolate cake and get your ass out there. Now! Moving on to New York. The New York Knicks. This is this is crazy. I know a lot of Knicks fans might trip out or they might praise me. You never know because the New York Knicks fan base is so fickle and weird. I would if I was the New York Knicks, I would trade either Randall, Barrett, or Robinson, or all three to upgrade the roster. Because you see that Jalen Brunson was the cream that rose to the crop. They were That was the cream of the crop. That dude showed up every single fucking game. Even if he shot horrible, he still shot the ball. 
But maybe, I mean, obviously, re-signing Josh Hart would be a task. Um, you know. The Knicks was trying to do a trade to get somebody. I forgot who the fuck it was. Every time on air, dog, I have a brain fart. And then I end up finding out later on who that person was. Oh, Zach Levine. That was the guy. Finally, I did it, y'all. Give me a gold star out this hole. But yes, Zach Levine. I mean, I know Zach Levine doesn't want to be there. Hell, he doesn't want to fucking be on the Chicago Bulls, but... Yo ass took that 215 million, nigga. Stop bitching. You and and Brunson, I mean, but Zach Levine, you know, I guess has a conflict of interest over there. He doesn't like the management over there in New York. That's why he doesn't want to go there. I mean, that's fair. But I would definitely try to see what I could get for Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett, and, and Mitchell Robinson to try to upgrade the roster. Because obviously you see that Josh Hart might stay. Dante DiVincenzo might come over there. Still have Evan Fournier rotting over there. Rotting to shit, I see. So New York Knicks have a lot of decisions to make. Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, it's very simple. Get backup centers. Backup centers, man. Go get the best available backup center for uh, Chet Holmgren. Because Holmgren got hurt in a pickup game. Last time that we seen him. And if Holmgren can get them 60 games, the Thunder going to make the playoffs. I'm going to tell it to you like that. Like, they were very competitive throughout the regular season with just Shea and Giddy and Jalen Williams. Now that you get Kaysen Wallace, you know what I'm saying? You got Kaysen Wallace in the draft. Major, major pickup. Then you got Keontae Johnson, who's a 3 and D guy. Now, light-skinned Jalen Williams could be your backup five. That's completely fine. But you need another one because you never know if Chet is going to be 100%. Just my thoughts on that. Orlando Magic. One more bench piece. That's all they really need to sign is just one more guy to come off the bench for them. Doesn't matter what position they play. Doesn't matter. It could be anyone. Just one more guy. Because the Orlando Magic, I'm going to tell you something. They have play-in potential. They do. What they get through the play-in, left to be seen. They haven't earned that much of my trust yet. But they have a lot of potential in that team, in that roster. They'll be a good team in a couple of years. Just got to get some more pieces. But one bench piece can set that team. Because you got Black and Howard to go along with the current core of Fultz, of Banchero, of Wendell Carter Jr., Jalen Suggs, Cole Anthony, both Wagner brothers. Philadelphia 76ers. What they need to do is very simple. 
sign and trade James Harden to get some something for him. Because I'm going to be honest with y'all. Like, you got to get something for this guy. You know, you can't just let James Harden just walk away for nothing. You got to get something. Because Embiid wants to win. You know? And I would not want James Harden to walk for nothing. I want some picks. Because... I'm going to be honest with y'all. They might already have that better number two already in Maxi, Because Maxi has that potential to average 26 points per game. He just does. He has the killer instinct. He has the tenacity. He has the scoring ability to be a legit number two. But I need pieces. I would either go get some role players, some more role players for Harden in a sign and trade or just simply get another star player. You know, the guys that I mentioned earlier in the show that are up for discussion. Can you imagine Kawhi going to Philly though? That would be so awkward, dog. That would be hella awkward if Kawhi went to Philly. You know, a team that he's knocked off. Phoenix Suns, the Phoenix Suns, upgrade the bench. They need a backup point guard, and I think Derrick Rose is that guy for them. I think they should get Derrick Rose. I mean, I like Cameron Payne, don't get me wrong. Cameron Payne is solid. He's a good backup. But Derrick Rose is different. He could be a pro- he could serve as a fucking problem. If he were to sign with Phoenix, I'd love to see that. Portland Trailblazers, same thing. Upgrade the bench. That's all they really need to do. I mean, I like the core that they have in Portland. I'm pretty sure they're probably going to bring back Jeremy Grant. Damian Lillard wants them to re-sign Jeremy Grant. So it's whatever Dame wants, Dame goes. Now, Dame also wants Draymond Green. That wouldn't be an illustrious pickup for them, but it would be a solid pickup for them. Nothing more, nothing less, in my opinion. I mean, I, I would like to see that, but is Green going to come off the bench? Like, what's what's it going to be? Because you still have Anthony Simons. Nurkic, you know, whether he's going to be healthy or not has yet to be seen. And um, I don't know, y'all. That's a very tough decision to make because now you have the core of Scoot Henderson, Damian Lillard, Anthony Simons. Um, Jeremy Grant, you know what I'm saying? I know I had the version with the hook on it, my bad. Hate, hated to cut that off, but it fucking up my flow. 
But, um, yeah, you have Dame, Scoot, Anthony Simons, Shaden Sharp, Jeremy Grant, possibly, Nurkic, not to mention Ryan Rupert, and, um, who's the other guy that they drafted late? Then you have Chris Murray. So Portland has a lot of decisions to make on what they want to do. I say continue to build the bench. Because when Dame goes out, you need to get scoring off the bench. And and Shaden Sharp, you know, during the last half of the season when they sat Damian Lillard, He showed that he was capable of scoring 20 points per game if provided the opportunity. I could really legitimately see them running a small ball lineup. All right, man. Let's move on to um, the Sacramento Kings. Sacramento Kings, in my opinion, I think they should sign Kyle Kuzma. They got the money, apparently. I mean, if they could make... Draymond Green a big money offer why couldn't they make an offer for Kyle Kuzma Kyle Kuzma's the guy that they need he's better than Harrison Barnes I tell you that I think I think there's probably like 300 people that are better than Harrison Barnes right now <laughs> but all jokes aside I feel like um feel like Kuzma would fit this roster like a glove. This is another guy that can get you 15 to 18 points a game on any given night to go alongside Fox, Bunk, Herder. You get to keep your core? You mean to tell me you can keep Keegan Murray and all these guys? It's a bonus. He would help this team immediately. Immediately. So that would be my only task for Sacramento. San Antonio Spurs, spend some money. Spend some money, nigga. If it ain't about the money, it ain't about shit. Sign everything moving. I mean, dig into your pockets, man. You ain't got shit over there in San Antonio. Keldon Johnson's okay. He's good. He can get you 19 a game. That's completely fine. You know, Devin Vassell can score. I like Devin Vassell. I think he's one of the more underrated basketball players in the game. But, however, bruh. I mean, the rest of them, I mean, Jeremy Sohan's a good energy player. Zach Collins is a, a dirty player. Uh, Trey Jones is okay. Uh, he, they got a lot of mid players over there. Spend some money. Sign some players with at least a name attached to them. But San Antonio got to sign everything. And 
and I mean everything. Every free agent throw an offer. I don't give a fuck. Whether they go for it or not, shoot your shot. Toronto Raptors, I would move Pascal Siakam for some assets. I don't see why not. I do not see why not. I mean, what you got going on right now? What you doing over there sitting on that couch? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You could get something for Siakam. You could get a first round pick for this guy. You could get two or three players for this guy. You know? Siakam can help a lot of teams in need of a guy that can get you 19 and, and, and 8. I mean, and then you have to, then you can build around Scotty Barnes and Grady Dick. Pause. But, hey man, why not? You're going to lose Van Bleet in free agency anyway. Fuck it. Utah Jazz. Um, The Utah Jazz should stay put. I think their roster is in good shape. They have a complete team. I mean... Only thing I would really tell them to do is re-sign Jordan Clarkson. Because Clarkson's a hot free agent. From what I see, he's hot. A lot of people want Jordan Clarkson to come off their bench because he's a former six-man of the year. A lot of teams are interested. I'd get him back. Because Utah got so many things that they can do right now. I mean, you can start Keontae George at point. I mean, you got O'Shea Akbaji you could start. Taylor Horton-Tucker. You got Markinen, Kessler, Bryce Sensible, Taylor Hendricks. Like, there are so many interchangeable pieces that this Jazz team has. Shit. I honestly don't think that they need anybody. But to just keep the team that they have, I mean, you still got Colin Sexton. You could bring back Jordan Clarkson. All the cap space that they got out of the way for Mitchell and Gobert. Shit, Utah could sign some more niggas. Washington Wizards, the same thing as San Antonio. Sign everything moving. I mean, the Washington Wizards cleared off so many cap space with Beal and Porzingis. You could sign damn near anybody and overpay for anybody. Shoot your shot, Washington. Sign everybody. Count the money. Count the money. But that's my show. I appreciate y'all for coming through and listening and fucking with me tonight or tomorrow, whenever the fuck you hear this. This is King Known Uncensored. What should all 30 NBA teams do during the offseason? And I'm out.